We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Steen 7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 2.30 on the East Coast, 11.30 in the West Coast, 12.30 Tennessee time, which, of course, of course, that would just have the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live, and we're talking basketball. Join me today, GPP Savant, 30-time uh, live final participant, give or take, you correct me. It's 31, Dean, 31. <laughs> Did you just win one yesterday or something? I thought 30 was the number, but uh, – yeah, uh, what's up, dude? How uh, are we scrambling? Hey. Are we in full scramble mode, talking some basketball? It's uh, it's getting yeah. wild. It's getting crazy up in here because uh, yeah, we have some. LeBron James has a groin. He's out with a groin. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, um, yeah, and we have other stuff we're going to be monitoring, of course, as well too. Uh, five game slate. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, are you ready to dig in? You want to give like an overall screenshot because I thought the conversation was that we're going to talk about is hey, the Lakers are on a back-to-back, and they have absolutely nothing to play for. I know Coach said that they're going to play everybody, but I think he's a liar because it doesn't make any sense to play everybody. And lo and behold, LeBron gets his groin uh, you know, about a half hour ago. Of course, on the other side of that game is Westbrook, and we have nothing official on Westbrook. He's got a contusion, which doesn't – that's just a bruise, but like I don't know how bad it is. But uh, Houston's actually playing for something in theory, jockeying for position in the Western Conference. Obviously, there's no home court advantage. But I thought the most interesting conversation to have was – that game is happening five hours after lock. And how do you deal with that uh, when building lineups? So I guess we can cut, still kind of sort of have that because Westbrook is currently doubtful. Hey, you know what? Let's do the body parts that while we're at it. Let's knock him out. Haven't done this in a while. Uh, Jamal Murray is questionable with his hammy. Jimmy Butler's got an ankle, so he can't play. Goran Dragic, the dragon, he's questionable with his ankle. If he doesn't play, Tyler Hero. Well, there you go. Right on the spot. Thank you, Devin, in my ear. Dragic is officially out. It's going to be crazy. It's Tyler Hero season. Maybe it's Kendrick Nunn season. Maybe it's both their seasons. Uh, Seth Curry's doubtful uh, with his leg. Uh, Patrick Beverly's out with his calf. Alex Caruso's got a neck, so he's questionable. Uh, Dwight Howard's got a knee, but he can play despite that knee. He is probable. And Malcolm Brogdon, last I saw, is questionable. Yeah. So, first of all, Squirrel, welcome to the show. I didn't mean to hit you with a bunch of uh, injury nonsense, but what are we doing with this late game? We're going to break it down game by game in a second, start from the top, and I'm happy to get that Miami news. But five hours later, how are you going to try to set up? How are we going to figure out some pivots? Are we working under the assumption that Westbrook's not playing? What are we doing? 
Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, it's the last few days of the regular season. Anyone questionable, I'm going to be shocked if they play. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon played on a questionable tag a couple nights ago, and they, like that just blew my mind. <laughs> like, I, and I think he's the only one that's played on a questionable tag in the, in the NBA restart. Just so many teams don't have anything to play for. Uh, so that's just their way. They're going to throw a guy on the injury report is questionable with contusion, questionable with a groin injury or whatever. Whatever injury they've had in the past, that just means the guy's not going to play. He's resting. Uh, I think sometimes coaches want to see different rotations with different players, and I think that might be going, what's going on with the Lakers tonight. We were kind of talking before the show, and you were saying, uh, you know, Deion Waiters, and I was like, maybe Quinn Cook, you know, and I, and every, and then the Miami news, you're like Kendrick Nunn, and I'm thinking Andre Iguodala. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, just like you go in a bunch of different directions just because I think we're going to see some different player rotations. We're going to be some guys that are like near minimum priced, and suddenly they're, starting you know or they're a key rotation player uh so yeah i mean i'm going to be leaving myself some minimum salary or close to minimum salary spots you know for that late game just because we don't know it's, it could be Deion waiters it could be jr smith it could be quinn cook but someone's going to be in the starting lineup and i think it's kind of nice I, I mentioned this in the expert survey danny green i think is kind of ridiculously cheap on DraftKings as it was for being a starter. I think he's like 3,200 on DraftKings and 4,000 on FanDuel. So he's a guy that you can kind of swap to. He's probably going to be starting no matter what. He was going to be starting even before all this injury news. So maybe he's a guy you're plugging in and then you want to, you know, you have got a few lineups with with Danny Green in them and you're swapping to like, you know, Deion Waiters if you can, Queen Cook, J.R. Smith, whoever ends up in that starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, if Alex Caruso's neck is fine and he plays, he could be super int- – I know he might be busy making DFS lineups. I'm not really sure. <laughs> he's got his <laughs> doppelganger out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's certainly interesting. Basically, Floor is uh, – you know, uh, you can play 30 minutes or so running the point against Houston. Uh, and, of course, Anthony Davis. And I will get to that game, obviously, but it's like, you know, breaking bad style. Full measures, half measures. Like, I think he's going to play half measures. Anthony Davis, he's going to play 28 minutes. Why would he play 37 minutes? Why would he play 35? Doesn't make any sense in the world. Like maybe he does, but it's not logical. Yeah, that was a big thing in the Milwaukee game a couple of days ago, right? Like Brook Lopez was suddenly out of the starting lineup, um, <laughs> and I had lineups in there with Giannis, and he was doing really well in the first half, and he literally just didn't see the court on in the second half of the game because yeah, they're just we should have known when when they took you know Brook Lopez out of the starting lineup, they're just not going to take this game seriously. They were 19 point favorites to the Nets and ended up losing the game. <laughs> it's one of the biggest upset in decades. Yeah, uh, and that's all about motivation. I guess the Nets have, in theory, some motivation. I suppose you can kind of sort of argue, and I guess they're battling for that eight spot. Oh, wait, wait, actually, they're basically in, more or less, unless uh, Washington yeah, they, wins a couple games. They beat Washington, and then just the Nets started sitting at the one themselves because they like, okay, we, you know, we pretty much have this locked up. I think, I think Wizards, if they're not mathematically eliminated, I think they'd have to win – all their remaining games while they're like the Nets and Orlando would both have to lose all their remaining games. So they may be even just mathematically eliminated. I haven't checked. Yeah. Brooklyn and uh, Orlando, and this is DFS. All we care about is today and today only. Those teams aren't playing today. I don't know why I brought them up. It's my bad. I apologize, but those might be the two worst, like seven, eight, and eight seats of all time. <laughs> it's going to be terrible out there in the East. Uh, basically first round buys for Milwaukee and uh, presumably Toronto as well. Uh, let's all right. Let's break it down game by game. Let's see what sort of jumps for us. What, what's kind of exciting and uh, start with Indiana and Phoenix. And I guess this one's not that exciting. Where that's the least amount to talk about. We'll see. Uh, two twenty eight is the total. Phoenix is a, th- a two point dog here. It's high and it's tight, but all the totals are pretty high today. Uh, Phoenix has been playing well in the bubble. Give them credit for battling. They're basically have no shot to get out of the West. They probably have to run the table. 
Uh, it's pretty, you know, a bunch of teams battling for that eight spot and not really so much Phoenix. It's, uh, well, I guess it's uh, Memphis who's playing right now. And, well, like, who cares? doesn't matter. It, it, Phoenix is not going to be playing for uh, for the eight spot. Nonetheless, they've been playing well. On the other side, Indiana, jockeying for position. Uh, well, I guess we got to talk about TJ Warren. Is this, I mean, this is nonsense, right? Uh, so it's his revenge game. And, like, he, it actually is a situation where he, he said, I don't like Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, they, they shouldn't have traded me for cash considerations or something like that. Um, <laughs> so it is a potential. He's actually, you know, pissed off at the team. Having said that, I think, you know, he's been going so crazy that the, the site's raised his price significantly. Um, so he's not really, if he regresses to the mean at all, he's not really in play. And I think on the expert survey, like, he was an unpopular, he was like the top choice for everyone saying, what high price player are you going to skip over? But you don't I mean, think he's going to keep shooting? Uh, well, true shooting is like seventy five percent or something. So that's not going to continue going forward, right? And I, I do some. Some of this has been coming with like Oladipo out of the lineup and Malcolm Brogdon out of the lineup. Um, but you know, we'll see. I think Brogdon might be sitting again. He's questionable. Um, although that lineup should be out. It should be coming out soon because it's the, the first game. Um, is Brogdon available? All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Brockton was a weird one because he was dealing with his neck and he came back and played a couple of games and I didn't see anything that happened there. And they said it was a neck again, but maybe it was precautionary. They just kind of threw him on there for whatever reason, but he's expected to play. Uh, yeah, uh, TJ Warren is $400 more than Kawhi Leonard on FanDuel. Right. Uh, which, <laughs> I mean, that seems absurd. And Warren's a perfectly fine player. And like whenever you play on FanDuel, it's like, oh man, you got to play two small forwards, the short slate. I guess I'll play TJ Warren. He's not going to kill me. Like, and he's like 5.5 K. And now when he's 8.8 K, and I know when you combine the, you know, the revenge narrative and the hot narrative, uh, but like, I just can't, I suppose, you know, he can get there. He can put up another 50 spot. He put up, I think 53 real life points in the bucket against, I want to say Philadelphia. Um, like you said, everybody was out in that game too, uh, including Sabonis too, who's out for the foreseeable future. I'm just not playing Warren. I know you're a tournament guy. Uh, are you going to get there or are you just exit them out? So, I mean, everything, you know, if you were on any kind of optimal lineup, right, <laughs> there's just no way he's, he's showing up. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have a handful, like, because I'm going to do 150 lineups, right? So I'm going to have a handful of TJ Warren because I know he's not going to show up from any kind of optimal projection. Uh, but maybe the team just lets him go crazy, right? Like, maybe that's kind of what's <laughs> been going on is they're just, you know, Oladipo – you know, is is always a little bit dinged up. Malcolm Brogdon's a little bit dinged up. Sabonis is out. And so they're like, sure, TJ Warren, just go nuts. And, like, this is a situation where he said, I'm pissed off at this organization we're facing today. Um, so maybe they do just let him, you know, take a huge amount of shots. And I don't know. It's um, – the price is just so unpalatable <laughs> that, uh, that it's, it's still – it's difficult to get there, but maybe with one or two out of 150 if you're, if you're doing 150 throw in a TJ Warren lineup and maybe run it back with somebody from Phoenix. What about, uh, what about Brogdon? Assuming he's all systems go, the price is pretty fair. And this is one of those things where uh, before the show, and now I, I was talking NFL for an hour. So like maybe 10 minutes before the show, I heard about the LeBron news and I've been kind of scrambling and I haven't like had a chance to run my new lineups and run like well, what, what the new optimals are based upon the new new value that's kind of opened up and the thought process that Westbrook's not going to play. And maybe all of a sudden Austin Rivers is an interesting cheapie. We'll get to him soon enough, but uh Earlier, uh, a couple hours ago, Brogdon was a guy that was like popping in my lineup. So like, oh yeah, I can play Brogdon. I don't know if he still is. I, I genuinely don't know. Have you had a chance to run this? So where where is Brogdon? Uh, uh, you know, popping up for you? 
Yeah, he's not going to be one of my one of my top point guards um, just because I am it, the the injury kind of worries me a little bit because it looks like it is an actual injury, and so I don't know that they're going to be you know running him out there for for thirty six you know forty minutes even if the game is competitive. Just you know they're going to for the playoffs, so why are you know why are they going to risk him getting further if he really is injured? Um, but I mean he is he's got a good price on there uh, but there's just some other guys that are kind of like a point guard so the uh the holiday brothers neither one seem particularly interesting to me anymore assuming that rog you know rogan's in uh aladipa's got a pretty fair price as well he's one of those guys that like he was popping earlier when it was a bit of a squeeze more from a salary cap perspective and now with Drogic being out i think things are gonna open up even more with westbrook presumably well he's doubtful I'm not gonna say he's out we don't know with lebron being out and if caruso plays he can have a lot of fun out there and so I, I don't know where he is uh, now as far as the priority list, but earlier he was interesting. What say you as far as Oladipo? Uh, he's in, he kind of fits into the same Malcolm Brogdon bucket where he, uh, he just hasn't been putting up a ton of, of shots and you know hasn't been putting up a ton of fantasy points since the restart happened. And you know he's been sitting some games, so that's a concern. And maybe they're, they're probably just not going to let him see a huge amount of minutes, even in a competitive game. Um, so – you know, from an optimal project, I like him kind of better from an optimal projection. If he's like the last piece, sure, I'll, I'll throw him in there. But he's he's probably not going to win you a tournament, um, just because. I, don't, I mean, if they're if anyone's going to be taking a ton of shots, it probably is TJ Warren because he's pissed off. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what so, do you think? Twenty nine the other day is he going to take twenty nine again? Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, it's interesting because it's it's like he's been he's been playing the whole week like like it's a revenge game, and now it actually is a revenge game. So who knows? I don't know what's going on, but I mean, I guess he, yeah, like the ceiling is there and this, you could find ways to get there or salary with the way things are opening up as well too, where you can justify overpaying for multiple reasons, not just because of ownership, but just because you have the salary. I think right. you can make a, you can make the salary work. Uh, greatest name in basketball. I think the nickname in basketball, the abdominer, Miles Turner. I love that one so much. Uh, how about uh, as far as your, your rosters today? He's another one of those guys. that's like a pretty solid dollar for dollar guy. I just don't know if he fits, uh, you know, the build. When I also don't know if, like, uh, I'm going to be opportunity cost. You're going to be missing out on potentially Nurkic, on potentially Jokic. But depending on where you're shopping, you can put two centers on DK, two centers on Yahoo, just one on Fandle, obviously. Uh, where do you have Turner as far as your prioritization when it comes to centers? He's kind of down there. Like, there's just other guys I like better. Um, and, you know, especially there's some really good values, and there's probably some guys, you know, just from the same game, right? I'd, I'd rather have DeAndre Ayton than, than Miles Turner, even though, you know, Aiden's going to be more expensive, but this is probably a night where we're going to be able to find some really good value plays, depending on how the lineups shake up. I just saw uh, Gogo Padaze is is in the uh, player pool now. Does that mean he's available? I don't know if he's going to draw any run, but just another big body for Indiana for what it's worth. I have no idea. It just kind of popped up on my screen. It's like, uh, don't play Gogo, you know, but uh, just noting he might get a few minutes. Uh, Talk about Aiden. I think what do you play 30s? And I'm saying I think a lot because my screen is screwed up. And I can't jump from page to page. Oh, really? <laughs> this is all off the dome. Uh, I think he played like 37 minutes last game. And I want to say he didn't have a ton of rebounds, but I'll, I'll take the upside on what he had seven, I want to say. Uh, but I'll take the over on that. And if he's playing 37 minutes in Phoenix, if nothing else, this is kind of like a summer league, you can call it, you know, getting their guys some run. And uh, theoretically, a new season's around the corner, like in December or January. We'll see how that turns out. But, uh, yeah, uh, Aiton, and he's just the price is not fully adjusted. Uh, DK specifically, I want to say he's what seven two, seven five. Right. Yeah, seventy two hundred. That's that's a great price for him on 
on DraftKings. And so that's part of the reason, you know, I'm not kind of jumping it at Miles Turner because there is, yeah, there's some really good centers. Like if I'm going to be taking a center tonight, I want either extreme value possibilities or extreme upside. So Aiton has a much better chance of taking a major role in the offense. I feel like than than someone like Miles Turner. So if I'm going to I'm going to be locking in someone from the early game, right? And I'm losing that lead swap possibility. Then, yeah, I want it to be someone that I think could be a sleep breaker. Talk about that because there is something to be said. And like I, yesterday, we've, we've all been dealing with that. Of course, you know, the basketball game spread out like four or five hours or so. Uh, the ability for multiple reasons, like if injury news comes out, the ability to pivot and adjust based upon uh, results that have already happened. Um, the value of having uh, backloaded rosters. And, and of course, like if somebody goes out, like was an MPJ the other day, and we'll talk about him. Like I think the first game he put up a 60 spot. It's like, well, I'm buried. He <laughs> closed the laptop, did not have him enough or basically anywhere. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I got to try to play catch up somehow. Um, you really messed with us because it was Saturday was his first game and he was, you know, in the starting lineup and he put up a huge dud. <laughs> and, and I think he was like 80 something percent owned and like, mm-hmm. I guess, Fanduel monster. I think he's like eighty-two percent or something ridiculous. And he put up like sixteen Fanduel points, fouled out. You know, or he, he had foul trouble. He might have fouled out, and he was in a terrible game. And then the last two games, he's also been in the starting lineup and he's been a total slate breaker. <laughs> like you had to have him to to win a tournament. All right, I think I uh, we were showing my my stuff here as far as the uh, on the screen. You guys can see when I, we just kind of cut that off. I believe we cut that off. I think Devin's going to go ahead and start to screen sharing something else because my, my computer was all funky and maybe we could not power through unfortunately but now hopefully it's going to like speed up and we're going to get to like look at some actual players and look at some names and uh i can sort of like you know actually jump from page to page that said uh oh if you're watching this on youtube feel free to like and subscribe uh, ask some questions throughout too i'll do our best to knock those out uh of course you guys know crunch time takes over uh, from 3 30 to 4 o'clock uh, andy means will knock out all your questions if you guys are free members thank you guys all have to lock They'll stick around beyond Locke, and Kevin Roth will be hosting that. It'll be good times for sure. Who is your second favorite son? Rubio is a guy they talk about kind of suppressing his minutes, and, you know, he's a vet. They're not really going anywhere. They don't really need to win these games. I suppose they're trying because they are 3-0, and and you're in the bubble. You might as well have some fun and maybe run the table if you can. Uh, Booker can chuck, but he's just not optimal for me. He's a guy who can put 35 points in the bucket, I suppose, but he's also not a guy that's, like, going to, you know, really pepper the box score a ton. Sure, three-point bonus on DK is nice. He can hit seven or eight on the right night. Cam Johnson can do the same thing. That's basically all he can do. Uh, I don't really love the rest of the Suns. You can get their guys you can sprinkle in, but nobody else is really enthusing me. Yeah, I like Cameron Johnson a little bit on FanDuel, uh, just as a salary saver. Uh, you know, you've got to have a two small forwards, and he, so he's forty-two hundred, so it's a seven hundred dollar drop for DraftKings. So he's like kind of popping up for me when I run some kind of random lineups on FanDuel, but not on not on DraftKings, uh, which is weird, right? Because he gets the, the three-point bonus on, on DraftKings, but I think that $700 is, you know, is a lot of money. So, yeah, that's why it's showing up for me at FanDuel. You got anything else as far as Indiana, Phoenix, or shall I move on? You said something about Rubio, they're limiting his minutes or something? Well, they, that's they talked about, it, you know, going into the bubble. That was like, that's one of the reports, okay. like, before the game started. And I think I want to say, I'm still trying to get to my pages, actually. He's played about 30 which is more or less standard, but he's not a guy that's going to play 35 minutes. Not that you necessarily need it based upon where he's priced, but you know, you might see 28 to 31, somewhere around there. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, I think, you know, he's been putting up uh, like 35 or so FanDuel points. to like 6,000. That's still like that can fit sometimes. 
All right, my Miami Heat, they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, of course, coming up, that's shellacking. From the, well, they lost by like two or three points, whatever it was. The embarrassment, shame. They didn't want to win. They didn't care anyway. They put their starters like 15 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, so uh, Milwaukee is a nine-point favorite here. 223 and a half is the total. You know, it's just, this is all a math problem. Like, how many minutes do you think Giannis Antetokounmpo plays? Uh, I don't know. I can give you a median number. But we don't care about medians in tournaments. We care about, uh, you know, ceilings. Can he play 35 minutes? Can he get there in 32, 33 minutes? What are you doing with Giannis? I'm skipping over him for the most part. Like, I, I think the coach did come out and say he expects his starters to play regular minutes. You know, he's going to approach it like a regular game. I, I don't like the fact that he has to spell that out. <laughs> that he's, you know, like I'm – they will probably start the second half. I don't really want to pay up, to be honest. If he's probably going to start the second half, may not see the court. Who knows? I mean, it's not it's not a great matchup anyway, right? Like, Miami's a good defensive team, although Jimmy Butler is out, so you know, the defense probably goes down a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, which, what is Milwaukee playing for at this point? Whereas you've some, yeah, you've got some other teams like Portland that are like fighting for every game trying to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. I don't want the team that's liable to just sit their starters for the fourth quarter, no matter what the score of the game is. Yeah, I mean, I I would just sit some of these guys outright. Obviously, you want them to stay sharp as well too. But hey, you have the first round of the playoffs against uh, the Nets, where you, you can just have some fun. Like, and those the, right. those games theoretically matter, but that's a buy. <laughs> that's a buy in the first round. They could start their like six through ten players and probably beat them, but. Uh, and that's just sort of my issue with all the Milwaukee guys, you know, and there's other options too, where I don't, we, ne- we don't necessarily need to force anybody in. Bledsoe we saw come back, uh, you know, they didn't push them too hard. They don't need to, uh, they're probably going to ease them in. I don't really like any of the bucks. I mean, sure. If you want to play Giannis and he can get there in 28 minutes, maybe he only plays 17, maybe he plays 34. I right. think the best get, I don't, what, I don't see what he have. What do we have as far as his projection? Uh, we have 30 and I think that's, a little optimistic. I think it's a little optimistic as far as uh, our projection, but yeah, I just, I think it's unlikely to be 60, right? Like it's, yeah, maybe he gets 30, maybe he gets 40, but I mean, if like the coach has literal reason to get the bench guys involved, see who plays well together. No, I mean you know, minutes. Those are minutes, not fantasy points. Oh, minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to yeah. see 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Highly unlikely. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 30, like Giannis is a guy you would never think 30s could be the, the possible projection. Uh, you, but in this situation, it is, right? I mean, he's, he could see really limited minutes. I mean, the coach could be playing everyone 20 so minutes to see what rotations work well together, get the bench guys a little bit more time just to get them sharp in case they're called on in an injury situation in the playoffs. All right, the Heat are much more interesting. Of course, Milwaukee plays fast. They're a good defensive team, but, you know, because how fast they play, they give up a, a plenty of possessions. Also, the way they play defense, they are uh, vulnerable to yielding three-pointers. Uh, I mean, Duncan Robinson, in theory, could hit like eight threes. I suppose that's something you can do. I don't know how much we need them, especially the way the site has changed. We saw Kelly Olenek last time. He balled out. Of course, there's no Jimmy Butler in, in this rotation. There's no Goran Dragic in this rotation. So, like – you know, the optimals are going to spit out. Uh, again, this is what I'm looking at. I'm kind of doing it on the fly. Tyler Hero is really, really cheap playing basically a six-man off the bench, 3.6K. Is this Vandal or DK Price? I think it's – I think it's yeah, this DK. He was 3.2 or 3.1 the other day and kind of saved some of my lineups. Solid with some of my lineups. Olenek uh, balled out. He's a guy that can play point guard. He's a guy that can get threes. He's a guy that can 
come close to a triple double or double double on the right night. Uh, and then Kendrick Nunn, the, you know, somebody that's been, I don't want to say doghouse, but his minutes has been clipped, but all of a sudden now they kind of sort of open up to some degree. Uh, and everybody's cheap. That's the other part. All the guys on Miami are cheap with the exception of Bam out of bio who sure you can play him too. But I, you know, if you're going to power rank when you consider salary, he's certainly not my favorite player or my second favorite player or my third, but Hey, you're a tournament guy. Maybe you use that leverage and say, well, everybody's going to play none. Everybody's going to play hero, Olenek. Let's just pay up for Bam and, you know, save some money elsewhere. What are your thoughts as far as the heat? Yeah. So I like the idea of playing one or two Miami guys and then using them, especially the value guys, and then using them to uh, to pay up for some of the later game spots. But yeah, Olenek is somebody I know he's going to be highly owned, but I mean, he's been just going absolutely berserk since the restart. I think he's got at least 30 DraftKings points in every single game uh, that he's played so far. And, and all of those, he was priced in the 3000s. I think they, they've bumped his salary significantly since then. But yeah, that's the key thing about Milwaukee. People don't realize is they have a great defense, but they give up the most three pointers in the league. And so, you know, yeah, you wanted the three point shooters, and Olenek fits that mold. Tyler Hero fits that mold. Uh, and one guy you didn't mention, I you know I mentioned him, but I like the idea of Andre Iguodala. I think he saw thirty minutes last game, and kind of across all you know projection sites, they're not really high on him just because he hasn't been been playing that much. But I mean, yeah, if he gets 30 minutes a game, 30 minutes this game again, um, you know, he's very low priced and he's probably going to be very low owned. So that's someone I have some interest in. By the way, just from a betting perspective, I know we talk about the sharp side app sometimes. I'll take Miami plus nine. I'm not, don't call me a homer. I, it's not, I'm just playing like there's a decent chance Milwaukee's studs or all their guys, they, their minutes get suppressed. I don't know why. Just take Miami plus the nine points. What am I missing here? Is that the real line? That was my sharp side pick. I don't well, know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. The, and it was the exact same thought process, right? Like why Miami's a good team, even, even without Jimmy Butler. I mean, and Corn Dragon. So I mean, they're still a good team. We don't know, you know, what the teams are really playing for. Is Milwaukee just trying to get a sense of some different kind of rotations? Uh, so yeah, take the nine points. <laughs> I mean, so this, we saw. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take a phone call potentially when we get off the show. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Olenek, uh, historically speaking, I know context matters and like the, there's some really important pieces not playing today, Butler being out, Dragic being out. Uh, but historically, he's bad. Like, he's not the guy you want when he's chalky. <laughs> like He's a volatile player. Spolstra, the Miami's rotations are one of the hardest to predict. There are other pieces in play. Uh, they could play Iguodala. Uh, there's this other guys out. Hero can get some run. They can go smaller against Milwaukee. Who knows what Milwaukee's doing? If Giannis and Lopez aren't playing, the game, the game can turn smaller. Of course, uh, you know, Olenek can play some five, obviously. Um, yeah, it's I, – I don't know. I mean, for my cash games, he'll probably be there, at least more so on DK on Fandle. He's a center, and obviously his opportunity costs a center as well. Uh, and Crowder is – you know, Crowder is a good defensive player, three and D guy. Crowder and Iguodala will probably be tasked – with guarding uh, Giannis and Middleton, I presume that kind of makes sense in my head. Uh, if they're on how, the court. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to try to figure that out. But uh, as far as a dollar-for-dollar dollar perspective, you know, none is 4.1K. We got Dragic. He's out, obviously. Hero is 3.6K. Uh, Olenek, 4.8K. Who are you most interested amongst those three? Probably Tyler, Tyler Hero. So uh, it was – Olenek, Hero, and uh, Crowder? Yeah. Probably Hero, because they – probably Hero, Olenek, and then Crowder. But I mean, I like the idea of taking, like, two of them 
and then just like do, do like a star scrubs build. Um, like you probably won't see all three go go crazy, but um, but I mean again, those are those are great prices because Jimmy Butler is suddenly out, Goran Dragon is out. Uh, there's someone's someone's going to have to dribble the ball up the court and take a shot, right? Like every you know, almost every single possession that they don't turn it over. Um, and so if you're getting what's the alternative? Right, like <laughs> you're getting really, really, really cheap prices. Um, you know, yeah, this is one of the the primary value spot of the day. You know, Miami rotation. Not going to hold you to this, but like theoretically, you're building your lineups. What sort of rules are you putting in there? I assume you're putting a rule of you have to have at least so many Miami guys, and maybe not too many, or maybe like two of these three, but not all three. What kind of rules do you have in your head right now for building 150? So yeah, it's not like a strict strict thing, but yeah, I mean, if let's say I see. You know, four Miami guys in a lineup, and they're all really cheap. Uh, you know, there's probably going to be some overlap. Like, then I'm I'm probably going to X out that lineup, right? Because it's it's unlikely that all four of those Miami guys are going to go crazy. I'd probably try to limit it to two two of them. And you know, there's going to be you know some uh, some negative correlation between these guys, right? And some of these guys probably aren't going to all see the, the court at the same time. Like, I don't know if you're going to see a uh, Crowder, Iguodala, Robinson, none hero lineup. Um, so, so those guys are going to be subbing in and out for each other. So something I just did here on the fly, I pulled up the Rudder Runners uh, H, lineup HQ, and uh, let me see my lineups. Okay, so I, I put a build rule in there just to kind of see what's, what it sort of spits out. Max exposure, 50%. Uh, range of outcome, 15%, uh, and salary leaving uh, a, a, no more than $1,000 on the table, right? You got that? So um, as a, my computer does not cooperate with me, I'm just sort of like, yeah, so all, so yeah, 50% is my max exposure. Wait, that's, is it 60% or 50%? Oh, geez, unbelievable. I had this whole buildup. Uh, the point is, is that a lot of the Miami guys are popping, but now things have changed. And you know what? I'm going to get back to that. We'll do that later. We'll talk about it, but we'll do that again on the fly. Uh, anything else that's worth saying as far as this Miami game? Obviously, a ton of Miami value. Uh, Still, some cash pieces on that Miami side as well. Uh, got anything else here, or shall I move on? Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, it's just yeah, primary value spot for the day. All right, our next game, Clip Joint, Dallas, two thirty and a half is the total. Clippers are four point favorites, high and tight. Uh, we talked about uh, what's his name's not playing today. Reggie Jackson's gonna be playing for Beverly. Well, it looks like he'll be drawing the star for Beverly. Uh, Curry, for what it's worth, is doubtful on the Dallas side. Dallas, it's really only about – I mean, I guess you can sprinkle in THJ and whatever, DFS and Cleaver and those guys if you want. But Dallas is a two-man show more than pretty much any other team, but just like Houston, I suppose. Uh, you know, Luka Doncic has been absolutely smashing in the bubble. His minutes have been outrageous too. And then you have Porzingis on the other side. Well, not on the other side, uh, you know, on the same side. One of those two guys is taking a shot pretty much every single, top, every single side. Then you have the Clippers who are kind of sort of priced down. Their incentive is – yeah, it's there, I suppose, but not really – uh, you got Kawhi and George and then, you know, some other pieces that are kind of sort of somewhat interesting. But this game to me is about the studs and studs mostly. What say you? Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, and, and Dallas, that is a good you know, summary of the Dallas offense. Um, and they're, they're, not, they're not missing anyone huge. I mean, Seth Curry is unlikely to play, but that doesn't really change a lot. I think last time everyone was expecting Trey Burke to start and then it ended up being like J.J. Beret. But, but um, uh, Trey Burke was on there, I think, more – in closing time and overtime than, than uh, Brian was. And, but yeah, they, like guys that are really relevant on Dallas are going to be Porzingis and, and Luca and they're priced as they, they should be like, neither one is a screaming value. So I mean, yeah, 
be cool to, to throw in some lineups with Luca. Maybe he's a good, you know, single entry person because everyone's going to be spending up for other guys. And they haven't, neither of these teams have really been sitting people yet. Um, so and if they don't, you know, if Luca's seeing full regular court time, then yeah, he can always put up a crazy score. Like last game, I think it was like 76 DraftKings points, but it was uh, an overtime game. So Luca, I think, is a really good tournament option. Um, and then, but I, I do like the other side of this game. Uh, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, I think Reggie Jackson is much better play on FanDuel at four thousand than than DraftKings forty eight hundred. You think Reggie Jackson's a distinctly better play than Morris than Austin Rivers, assuming that uh, Westbrook is out on FanDuel? Yeah, so it's tough, and we'll get to the Houston game, but it's it's tough because you don't really know. Like, is it? Is, are we going to see? Like, we know we're going to. A big bump to Harden. We don't know is is anyone else kind of along for the ride, but it, it could be Austin Rivers, could be Ben McLemore, um, like maybe Daniel House is getting more shots. So yeah, I'd probably prefer Reggie Jackson because he's going to be, um, you know, he's he's going to start a point guard, and so you know, and that's it. It's a good team, good kind of high high paced game. Like the line on this game is is a bunch of is I think six points higher in the Clippers Dallas than in uh, Houston Lakers. What about this though? Now, not to not to cut you off, but Reggie Jackson's four K. Caruso is not is three point nine K in Fanduel. He's questionable, but if he plays, yeah. you've got to assume he plays twenty seven to thirty three minutes against Houston. Yeah, I mean, I, I see Maybe. where you're going, and you, like you've mentioned Caruso a couple times. I just I think if if a guy is getting listed on as questionable on a team that has nothing to play for, okay. And he just, up out of nowhere, right? Like, oh, this guy's something questionable. Like, he's not going to play. <laughs> well, like, what about Cook? What if what if he doesn't play and Cook plays thirty minutes? Right. So, but yeah, maybe there's a thought you want to you want to leave the spot open. That's right? the point. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it is, uh, sometimes just take advantage of unknowns. Is this kind of what I'm saying? And do you want to be locked in on R. Jackson? He puts up. Well, theoretically, I can tell you, Arjax gives you no more, no less than twenty-three fantasy points. Right. What, what percentage did you get? Yeah, so I, I don't like that forty-eight hundred <laughs> on on DraftKings, right? If he's getting like twenty-three points, but Fanduel is four K. Right, yeah. Fanduel is four K. Um, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm probably going to be playing it both ways, honestly. I like I'll yeah. probably have a sprinkling, maybe some game stacks or something on DraftKings. Fanduel will have more at four thousand. Um, but, I'll, yeah, I'm going to be playing it both ways, right? I'm going to be having some lineups with, with Jackson at 4,000 and some lineups doing exactly what you're saying. Yeah, where I'm, I'm leaving that spot open uh, for Lakers point guard, right? Or, or maybe yeah. Austin. Deion Waiter season. Uh, yeah. So, uh, by just to walk this back, I, I ran 200 lineups on lineup HQ. I said no more than 50% of any player. I put, like, 15%, you know, uh, volatility, basically. And it gave me – it likes James Harden so much. Screw you, you're no more than 50%. 51% James Harden, 51, 51% Tyler Hero, 51% Kendrick Nunn, 49% Kelly Olenek. So all optimals are going to spit out those three Miami guys for DK specific. Like, that's just going to happen. Yeah. There you go. Just, just throwing that out there. And for cash games, that's probably what you're doing. I haven't built one yet. I'll do it when I get off the air. Just kind of uh, throwing that out there. Uh, we got about 16 minutes or so before we step aside. I, we probably should focus on the other games more. But I want to get your overarching thoughts as far as Kawhi and George and Luca and, and Porzingis. Are we taking one? Are we taking two? Are we stacking it up? Are we playing none? Or you're probably getting different sides of it. Um. So they, yeah, neither neither of these teams have been sitting there guys yet, and so it's 
like it's weird because you can think of the Clippers like always resting Kawhi, um, but so far he's been good in the bubble. Uh, so I like Kawhi as a play, especially because uh, it's you know it can be hard to find a, a good small forward right when you're doing these lineups, whether you're doing them by hand or or you know you're crunching things through uh, you know through lineup HQ. It, it's it can be tough to to fill that small forward position. So I like Kawhi. Um, I probably like Kawhi the most from this game, followed by Luca because he can always go crazy. Then Paul George, and then Porzingis. All right. Speaking of players going to go crazy, not just TJ Warren, but this is a player that's been going crazy and has revenge. That's our segue into Portland, Denver, two thirty-one and a half as a total. Denver four-point dog. Murray currently questionable. I presume he's not going to play. Who knows? We shall see. Uh, but Yusuf Nurkic, shout out to him and. I, I thought he wasn't going to play all season, but like the extension of the season probably got him, a, you know, a few extra months there for rehab. They brought back Collins as well too. They just got two bigs out of nowhere, and Portland all of a sudden looking like the most likely team to, to get that eight spot. Uh, the price on Nurkic is up, but he's been absolutely insane. Uh, he used to bang with, you know, he was a former Nugget. Used to bang with Jokic all the time. I'm sure in practice. Uh, what are we doing with Nurkic? Uh, is it Lillard time? This game is uh, again amongst all the games. This is one of the more interesting ones for me to watch. And Portland. Full incentive, like you might see 40 minutes out of Lillard, maybe 41, maybe 42. They want that eight spot. They, they have, they're going to play their best guys, and that's that. Uh, what are you doing with Portland first? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love Damian Lillard across sites. Because, yeah, you're getting potentially 40 minutes of Damian Lillard. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> like, and, and the team has something to play for. So that's why they're playing it. It's logical, right? They have a, they're fighting for that eighth seed. So, yeah, I mean, Damian Lillard could go crazy. And – also, and I, I put this in the expert survey, but everyone sees at Denver and thinks about like, oh, they've got such a big home court advantage and, you know, it's tough to go into Denver and play in that altitude. But like, no, that, that is not a factor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> doesn't get the home court advantage that it usually does. And same thing, you know, when, when Utah's on the sleep, um, you know, there's altitude in Utah, but not, not in Orlando. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in their uh, Portland's favorite in this game, like you would, you would not see Portland favored at Denver in a regular season game at Denver. Um, but yeah, last week of the regular season when it's played at a neutral site in Orlando and, and Portland has something to play for, they're going to be favored. I think we've got the highest employed point, implied point total on the slate. Yeah, Damian Lillard, Lillard is one of my favorite plays tonight. Love uh, and then Nurk as well. I, yeah, he has. He's been going crazy uh, so far, so far in the bubble. Um, and he correlates well with Lillard. So like they run that pick and roll. Um, so I love the idea of playing both, uh, both Lillard and Nurkic and play them together. It's awesome to see how far he's come back, and it's just amazing. I'm happy. I'm happy with the guy. Uh, you know, I mean, he's big guy with leg injury. <clears throat> you figure it's not going to end well, but like uh, he's looked absolutely amazing so far. And I signed Whiteside. Picked the wrong time to be a free agent, by the way. He's gonna. He's yeah. lost himself a lot of money. You're, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Nurkic had a huge game, um, and it was the gruesome, like, like one of those compound fracture injuries. I think it was, like, triple overtime or something. Mm-hmm. He won a ton of money, and I felt I felt terrible. Like, I, it was like a, I had to wake my wife up and let her know how much money I won. But I'm like, and by the way, the guy had a terrible like, – the guy's career might be over, right? Like, he snapped his leg in half in, the, like, in, like, the third overtime. But I think it was, like, 75 FanDuel points in and then broke his leg. What are the house rules? Uh, how much money do you have to win? Is six figure? How much money do you have to win in order to wake your wife up? Hundred thousand. <laughs> it's got to be hundred. It's like ninety thousand. You won't commit for that. I'm trying to sleep right, right here. hundred <laughs> k yeah. though, it's worth. Yeah, fair enough. Even if, even a final seat, I'll tell her. Unless if it's the first final seat, 
And it's like, hey, I'm going to be going to Chicago. I'm going to be going to San Diego. <laughs> like when it's like the second and third seats, I'm like, oh, I got, I get to bring some more, get some, bring some more friends to uh, San Diego. It's the second and third seat, man. You're a good person to be friends with, man. I, I don't know what that list is like, what the queue is like, but yeah, I don't. It's, who is is Grant Finagle his way? I feel like Grant Finagle his way on that list, hasn't he? That's how I met Grant because he was like, hey, do you have an extra spot to San Diego? He sent to the DMs. Uh, yeah, like, and it was, um, it was like a year. Oh. All right, John just froze. <laughs> All right, I get sidetracked. I start talking about Grant, and uh, yeah, well, John, yeah, Grant, so much. I think it was like New York or something, and I was like, no. So, can you hear me? Am I back or? Yeah, I hear you like super fast speed. I feel like you're catching up, but uh, I didn't hear the story. But I'm going to assume the moral of the story is Grant is a moocher. Um, he ended up in San Diego. It was a great time. He chugged beers. It was awesome. To be fair, he's like not even not knowing him. He's like somebody like yeah, that's somebody I feel like I can have fun partying with and having a good time with. Uh, so I understand. But uh, all right, uh, the peripheral pieces: Carmelo, Collins, McCollum, and their rotation just crazy tight. Obviously, you can play any of these dudes. Uh, you know, to lesser degree, Collins super handsy, but in theory. I guess there's some value in that price, but of course everything else, the value open up everywhere else, all of a sudden his, uh, the need for him has suppressed based upon what the slate is telling us. Uh, the purple pieces on Portland and then pivot over to Jokic and the rest of the Nuggets. So Gary Trent Jr. is a guy I like. He's been playing well. Um, and he, was always, he always kind of played well when he got minutes before the restart, but now they seem to be giving him more minutes too. So yeah, 26, uh, 34, and 35 minutes. Uh, and I don't, think, I don't think he's necessarily on the radar of a lot of people. Um, but again, it's going to be a game they, they really want to win and he's been helping them win games and he's a good young player. So I think, uh, he's kind of my under the radar peripheral, peripheral piece. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. MPJ 6.4 K on DK. Is he overpriced, underpriced or appropriately priced? Ah, oh, God. Like, yeah, he's, I, he's the I guy I haven't, gotten right. I haven't gotten him right on the restart. Um, Me either. I'm, I'm probably going to be skipping him because I think he's going to be higher owned than he should be, but it's tough. I mean, he's because he is, he is a very talented player, um, but he's probably going to be super high owned. And like, let's not forget, this is a guy that put up a total dud, you know, just on Saturday, right? Just it was earlier, you know, within seven days, um, you know, he's put up a total dud. Malone uh, gave him the hook early. Supposedly him and Malone had this uh, text exchange where all of a sudden they're out now they're on the same the same, uh, you know, conversation, whatever. And he's absolutely smashed and just, he's played a ton of minutes as well too. And by the way, I, I, in those optimals I ran, I just kind of jumped and I was curious what he would, what he was spitting out. 17% uh, MPJ uh, as far as DK optimals. Oh, so it's not a massive lower. number. Yeah. yeah. That's much lower than I would have thought. I think maybe it'd be higher on, on FanDuel. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's one of those things when I, I'm probably going to aim for, for hitting the, uh, like whatever the, the ownership percentage is, I don't want him to kill me again. <laughs> but but he's not someone I'm, I'm like higher on than than everyone else. What about Jokic? He's actually popping in the optimal to some degree. Him and Aiton are the big and Olenek. Those are your centers, depending on where you're shopping. Yeah, so I like Jokic, and I I wonder is it a situation where he's gonna people are gonna be suddenly pivoting to MPJ, and Jokic is actually just gonna put up his normal very excellent game, uh, and also you know that. Like Portland's a team that has another true center, so Jokic is going to be on the court a lot. And then uh, I think the Jamal Murray being out actually helps Jokic with the assists and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Murray's not officially out, but we're assuming he's going to be out. Stay tuned. He's currently questionable. And if he does play, I mean, there's a trickle-down effect where he would hurt Jokic. I think he would hurt MPJ. Yeah. Uh, and again, but I don't expect him to play. 
I think they have three guys that are currently questionable. He seems to be the most likely guy that has a chance of coming back. Who are the other two guys? Is it like uh, uh, Gary yeah, Harris and, yeah. Yeah, and Barton? And Barton, so, uh, Barton, they're probably not playing. Right. Yeah, they're probably not playing, but who knows? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be maybe shying away from Denver a little bit just because I do I like the Portland guys a lot better. And there's a, there is a possibility, right? Like what if it's like, oh, Will Barton upgraded to probable or, or Gary Harris upgraded to probable and he st- starts seeing 15 minutes from all of those guys as they're kind of worked back into shape and suddenly everyone on the team is playing 25 minutes and no one's really fantasy relevant. Yeah, Denver is currently basically tied with the Clippers 2-3 spot, uh, basically meaning you could play against Dallas or Houston, but of course that's all jumbled up too, so it's really hard to figure like what their motivations are depending on seating because it's still too early to say, you know, what's going to, you know, we need game six, game seven, game eight to kind of figure that stuff out. Uh, Millsap is one of those, I guess, last man in, if you have, you know, he just makes a salary work. I'm not excited about it. Same sort of deal with Grant. I wouldn't necessarily cross him out. That's Jeremy Grant, not Grant Neifer. Don't play Grant Neifer. XML. Don't invite him to any parties. Uh, any thoughts on that? We do have to move on to the Laker game as well, obviously. Uh, yeah, not really. Like I, I, I don't know. Jeremy Grant never seems to go nuts. Um, you know, Millsap's the guy I'm worried about because he's one of those older veterans. So, like, is he mm-hmm. dinged up? They like, might limit his minutes. Um, yeah, not not excited about either of those guys. Like, MPJ is going to be the explosive power forward there. Although, I I probably like Jokic more than anyone else on Denver. Two twenty three and a half is the total for the Lakers and Houston. Lakers are currently three point dogs. Of course, no LeBron. Caruso is questionable. Dwight Howard's available. Uh, Westbrook, we saw questionable earlier today. There was a report now he's basically doubtful. Who knows? Maybe it's dramatics. I believe this is a, a primetime game on TNT if that kind of affects things to some degree. Uh, Harden's a good play either way. But, like, of course, if Westbrook doesn't play, Harden becomes an elite play, your, your best big spend. Uh, I don't have the court IQ fired up in front of me, but I promise you, you know this. Everybody knows this. Everybody else are watching and knowing this. Hit the like and subscribe if you guys are watching, by the way. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Much appreciated. Stay tuned for crunch time in about uh, 15 minutes with Andy Means and Kevin Roth. You guys are free members. So do you – like you're making 150, and let's say Westbrook's out. Do you, do you click the lock button on Harden? Do you say 80%, 90%? Do you take bold stands? Or it depends upon what the slate is saying. It's like normally – so I never hit the lock button. Right? If you see a guy locked into 100% of my lineups, you should ask me, like, why I picked that guy for my dummy lineup. <laughs> like if, he was, if the guy was in the first game of the night, why did you pick him in your dummy lineup? Um, that's how someone ends up in 100% of my lineups. Um, I generally try to cut it off at 80. I think like this – and, like, yeah, Harden without – remember, Eric Gordon's out too, right? So, so you've got Harden without Westbrook and, and Eric Gordon – even if they do want to limit, limit his minutes a little bit, like somebody's got to be on the court, right? Um, so I think he's probably going to see good minutes. But the like the circumstances just late in a regular season like this, like I'm probably going to cut it a little bit below 80%, probably, yeah, probably like 65, just because like, yeah, what if, you know, LeBron's not playing. What if Anthony Davis is only playing like 20 minutes or something? Um, Harden may not see, like this isn't a regular, regular season game, right? And it's certainly not the playoffs. So there's some risk there, but yeah, the the usage and the fantasy points per minute with Harden, uh, without Westbrook and without Eric Gordon is just so high that yeah, I mean Harden's probably you know he's probably the safest play of the night, even though like no one's really safe. Yeah, if you want to make an argument for the Lakers to have any sort of incentive, but that's kind of arguing against the fact they let LeBron out. I know LeBron's got a groin, but come on, he's he's not, he's fine. He could play if he needed to. Um, 
they probably want to keep Houston outside of the five spot. So they'd rather, they'd rather play against Utah or OKC uh, in the second round as opposed to Houston. Uh, there's an argument for you. But yeah. uh, Davis, he could play 32 minutes. He could play 20 minutes. I don't know. The optimal is telling us to play him, but the optimal also thinks he's going to play 30 minutes, right? It thinks he's going to play 33 minutes, which is that's a little bit ambitious. Now, he certainly can. I don't know. The Lakers have nothing to play for. They're locked in the one spot. I don't know. I, I'd like to hear a quote. Like, whenever he sent LeBron's out, did they ask, was there a follow-up? Like, is Andy Davis going to play a bunch of minutes? That's that's what I would ask. But I guess, you know, they don't really care about DFS, the reporters. Talk to me about the Lakers and what to do, and I guess you play both sides of it. I don't know. Yeah, so, right. I mean, Anthony, I like Anthony Davis better than Giannis. I'll, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, yeah, I mean, the Lakers could be trying to win this game, but they just don't want LeBron to get overtaxed. Um, but that means, like, everything will be going through Anthony Davis. Um, but then again, like, Houston's got this small ball thing. So, you know, if they're if Houston's really trying to push the pace, does the coach just say, like, ah, just sit Anthony Davis? Like, we, we don't care. Um, I like – I like on the Lakers side of this game, I like the idea of playing some of the value plays just because I think there's going to be a trickle down effect. Um, and I, you know, I think like Danny Green and, and we're saying like Quinn Cook or, or Caruso, if he plays Dion Waiters, um, you know, J.R. Smith for like a long Who's was a guy that can actually score like 25 real points. Like that's something like Danny Green's a guy, no matter who's out there, like he's not going to score like 18 points. I guess he can in theory, but like he's got to get there through like stocks. Got yeah, well, in threes, right? So yeah, like, in threes and stocks. Yeah, um, but so I like I like Danny Green on DraftKings because he's super cheap. Um, and then, like, yeah, I think he's like thirty two hundred, and he was going to be starting anyway. Um, but yeah, Kuzma is actually a guy you wouldn't necessarily think of for you know coming in for LeBron, but like, yeah, Kuzma is going to take shots when he's on the court. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I, I think what happened is is Danny Green's value has kind of disappeared because all the Miami stuff popped up just to throw it. You know, the, Basically, yeah, so he's kind of been replaced with Tyler Hero and those kind of guys uh, yeah. for what it's worth. That, yeah. that is true, but I also think, you know, if you're putting – if you're leaving, like, 3,200 in your utility spot on DraftKings and then it's like, oh, J.R. Smith is in the starting lineup. And, like, J.R. Smith. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I don't know. I'd have to compare. I'd have to see, like, the price difference. I, I think Waiters is priced up now above 3,200. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, what if Queen Cook is starting, right? Like, then – like if you're leaving thirty two hundred in the utility spot, you can put Quinn Cook in there, uh, and then if you know, like if Crusoe is fine, then you've got Danny Green, and he's at least starting and seeing the minutes. And yeah, he needs the threes and, and stocks to get there, uh, but he's probably not going to like totally kill you, especially with LeBron out. Waiters three seven on DK Smith three K flat Cook three K flat Caruso three four. Somebody's going to be interesting there. We got to step aside and get out of here. Uh, give me your favorite play on the slate. Who's going to break it? Who you need in order to take somebody down? Wake up your wife. Uh, probably. Yeah. I think, you know, Harden's the easy answer. Um, but that, I think it could be a huge game for Damian Lillard as well. I, I love it. He scored patrol, uh, 31 live uh, times, a live finalist, even invited Grant. He had so many tickets yeah. once, twice. <laughs> uh, that said, enjoy your basketball today. Crush it. If you guys are premium members, stay tuned for Roth and Meansy. Thank you guys all after the hour. That was basketball. We're out of here. Holler. <laughs>